0: Welcome to the Slink Presents episode, where are we at? Five? Episode five. Um, Nice seeing everyone. Uh, Welcome everyone who's uh, watching live uh, and welcome to everyone who's going to be watching or listening uh, at a later date or time. um, Super Bowl Sunday. Um, I'm sure all you guys have plans and uh, thanks uh, if you guys are uh, pushing pause on the plans to uh, hang out with me here this afternoon. Um, we were going to talk about horror movies today, uh, but we had to bump that to next week. So next week we will do, uh, the horror movie talk that we were talking about, uh, this week though, we are, uh, going to specifically talk about, um, Detroit style Coney sauce or Coney chili Coney dogs. Um, if you're from the Detroit area, you know what i'm talking about if you're not you don't and uh i'll explain a little bit about um what that uh what that means uh as we go forward here um but i made some the other day and uh, i did a lot of research and grabbed stuff from different um recipes and online stuff and tweaked it on my own and did a lot of taste testing and uh i came up with what i think is the best um, Detroit Coney style chili. It's not really a chili. It's a hot dog sauce. It's a Coney sauce, Detroit style hot dog sauce, um, that I could come up with. Um, and it, there's a thing there with it because um, it's not a chili dog. Chili dogs are different. Uh, this is a thing. It's a it's 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 a unique hard to hard to place um so made some been eating it for a few days grace and i have been they were good weren't they yeah i know yeah me too yeah no they no i surprised me too thank you grace honey i appreciate it so we're gonna be talking about uh about how I'm gonna I'm gonna actually give you guys a recipe. I don't, normally don't like doing recipes. I like doing um, how to do it technique type stuff. But this is a recipe I'm gonna give you guys, which I think kind of as close as I've gotten. Now you might do better, or you have different things that you do uh, that I've gotten to doing this. What's a... up <laughs> No, we won't be doing any wiener jokes, Grace. I I know it would be funny. And well, unless they unless they come up organically, then we will do a wiener. <laughs> yeah, I guess come up organically would be the come up organically would be a would be a wiener. Jo- I mean, that would be case in point organically. Thank you, honey. Keep an eye out for that stuff. All right, cool. Grace, ladies and gentlemen, uh, she's back today. Her um, condition is. Uh, uh, cleared up a bit we've been applying uh well let's just put it this way i now know the difference between a cream an ointment and a salve i like that i know that i don't like the process that i had to learn to know that from so um salves are different guys just letting you know okay all right cool so let's get started here um what is, I got notes. What is Detroit hot dog chili? What is Detroit Coney sauce? Um, so a chili is a chili. You make chili. We've all made chili. We've all made chili dogs. But um, there are these uh, diners in, in the Detroit area, and I'm sure in every area in the whole universe, that have these specific kind of chili dogs. and. Um, they have a very specific kind of chili. It's very specific probably to your town or, um, and and it's not, I I know I'm going to almost kind of like contradict myself here because I've been talking about how awesome this is, but it's not necessarily the best thing ever. I've made better tasting chili dogs, Um, but this is, more about trying to replicate um, this Lafayette, Coney Island, downtown 3 a.m. After seeing the trash can Sinatras at St. Andrews Hall in 1994 type stuff. This is its own thing. I've had better cheese than Kraft American Singles, but Kraft American Singles are their own thing. I've had better salad dressings than ranch, but ranch is its own thing um so that's what i was shooting for um i was trying to find this flavor that i was unable to find before and i I did a lot of research and so let's get to it a lot of people i've been talking to people uh, live and in real life um they really want to get to the recipe so um let's start with this um hardware wise what are you going to need um i use the five quart dutch oven this is what I recommend. Um, I wouldn't go any lower than four quarts. You want a lot of room to move on in there? Uh, does Grace have any brownies left? No, not. No, she does not. And uh, I think that uh, contributed to the situation where we had to use the salve. Um, so thank you. Um, you want to... Um, a saucier or a skillet, you're going to be making, like, a side roux, um, something that can retain heat and cook low and slow. Uh, and those are the only two vessels you, you'll, you'll need. Um, you'll need some tools, you know, your your stirs, your wood spatulas, your spoons, that kind of thing. Um, as far as other ancillary stuff, uh, the hot dogs themselves, uh, if you're making Detroit-style um, coney dogs, I used Kogel's which is, I think, a Michigan company. Now, if you're out of, outside of Michigan, what you're looking for is a, a natural casing hot dog, which has that snap to it. Uh, that's what I think you want to use here. They normally have a curve to them, um, but a natural casing hot dog. I know there's Nathan's. You can even get a Kowalski's in, in this ways, but I'm sure wherever you are, you, can, you know what I'm talking about. Um, as far as buns, cheap, whatever. I I honestly don't think that there's anything special about the buns. Uh, your cheapish stuff at the grocery store, I think, is fine. If somebody thinks uh, there's something special to the buns, let me know. I, I really didn't find anything different with the buns. And then um, you're going to want some onions. Uh, I just use a Spanish onion, just a regular old cheap onion, and uh, mustard. And I like Plotchmans. I think it's better than French's or Heinz, uh, but I don't think that makes a ton of difference. I think that's really just a personal preference. Plus, I like the little shape, the little shape of the bottle. I don't know. So I'm a plotchman's guy. So that's what you need as far as like um, ancillary stuff. Okay. Um, Fair warning, this is going to take a while. I'm thinking this is going to take you about four hours to make. So this is a wake up early or do it the day before type thing. Um, I don't know how they do it in the diners. I just assume that they just have it going all the time. So there's not a prep time. It's just an add to it time or a replenishing time. So I, I don't think that the uh, the time makes a ton of difference um, if that's what you're serving constantly is Coney dogs. So keep that in mind. All right. And then, also uh, at the end of this recipe, I'm going to give you my ingredients first. So, write these down. And uh, if you're not in a spot to, to write stuff down, you can just come back to the video. Um, I will be giving some additions later. This is, I, I'm giving you my basic thing. And then there's some other things that you could do to it. Um, and this is to make a half gallon, which is two quarts, which is, you know, half of your um, five quart Dutch oven um, and, uh, gives you lots of room to move around in it. Um, and I think that's enough to feed. Well, it was enough to feed me and grace, uh, for three days. So there you go. Um, your mileage may vary. All right, guys, ready? (sighs) I'm not wearing a shirt. Um, get your pen and your pencil ready. Let's go through the ingredient list, list. Uh for this you will need Let's get this one out of the way. A half a cup of suet or a quarter pound of suet. What is suet? Suet is like a really waxy fat that comes from around the kidneys uh of of uh, of a cow. Um you can usually get it in the grocery store. If you can't see it, ask them for it. They may have it. If you can't find suet, you can go old school if you have like a uh like a Mexican or an Italian grocery store near you, you could get lard, which will work. Again, you want about a a half a cup or about a quarter pound. That's how that kind of works out. Um, If you can't get either of those, straight up Crisco. Straight up Crisco. The the solid stuff, the stuff that you got to scoop out. So you want a solid fat here. So you want a half a cup translates to a quarter pound of suet, lard, Crisco. Got it. Cool. Two and a half pounds of ground beef. Don't get fancy here. Get the shitty stuff. Get the hamburger, the 70, 30, the 75, 20. This is uh, a greasy, greasy situation. We do not need ground, round, ground sirloin. Do not ask them to grind a a sirloin tip roast for you. You want the cheap shit here. Okay. Um, Lard is available everywhere. Good. If you can get lard, Lard is the second best. I would go suet first, lard second, Crisco third. Um, now I'm going to kind of break away from um, the norm here. So normally, and my chef, uh, my professional chef friends will agree that one of the key ingredients to great uh, Coney sauce is beef heart. Gross, Eric. Beef heart. Yeah, beef heart. That's part of it. It just is, love it or not. However, beef heart may be tough to find. If you got a good meat market, go grab some beef heart. That'd be awesome. However, here's what I did to make it a little more accessible. I could have went and got beef heart, but I decided not to because I felt like that was getting it too hoity-toity for fucking coney sauce. So here's what I want you to do. Go to the grocery store, and when you're buying your skin on natural casing kogels find a skinless all beef kosher hot dog and buy a pack of those two so you want an all beef skinless dog and i'll tell you why we're going to substitute that for the beef heart it's going to be it's interesting you're gonna to have to trust me on this okay so so far we got the suet Two and a half pounds of uh, 70, 30 ground beef and a half a pound of all beef skinless dogs. Then you're going to need 12 to 18 saltine crackers, soda crackers. You know what I'm talking about? Um, Two cups of chicken stock. Just do cheap stuff. Don't use the stuff that you made. Bullion cube or better than bullion is what I like, That like goo that you make. Get that stuff. You're going to need a quarter cup of ketchup three tablespoons of mustard, two tablespoons of paprika, just the cheap stuff. Don't go for the Hungarian smoked here. Uh, One and a half tablespoons of chili powder, one tablespoon of turmeric, kind of expensive. Hopefully you have it. One tablespoon of cumin, one and a half teaspoons of garlic powder, one and a half teaspoons of onion powder, one and a half teaspoons of black pepper. Fresh ground is great, but if you have some in that, like, black and white shitty can, just use that. Not a big deal. And then one and a half teaspoons of salt. I don't care if, if you use table salt or kosher or sea salt or whatever. Uh, <coughs> so that's your basic um, That's your basic uh, list here. So gather all that shit together. Afterwards, there's some add-ons. We could also add some black coffee brewed coffee, like a cup of coffee, cinnamon, cloves, other things that could go in there. All right. So I'll give you a minute to uh, write all that stuff down. Rewind. If you have to, you can't rewind. It's a live video. What am I saying? I'm trying to give myself an excuse to have a beer. So these are my players on this. Now, um, like I said before, This is a weird thing. It's not chili. So don't have in your mind that you're making chili. You're not. You're making a hot dog sauce. It's two different things. Um, It's. Wait, did I say in the last thing, chicken stock? Hopefully. I feel like I missed that. Yeah, I did. Okay. Um, There's a difference between a chili dog and a Coney dog. Chili dog is a dog with chili on it. Coney dog is very specific to Detroit. So this is what we're making. It's going to take a while. All right. You guys ready? Take a deep breath. Um, maybe light a cigar. You guys got a cigar? Pour yourself some bourbon or something. Speaking of bourbon, I got gifted the other day um, by my bosses at my job. Uh, I'm not sure what the gift was for. I think it was for my haircut. Not exactly sure, but I work for some great people, and they got me some um, Michigan-made apple bourbon. Not usually a flavored bourbon guy. This stuff tastes great. It's almost like old-school Applejack, like really old-school, like 50s-type stuff. Super smooth. Uh, My mom uh, had a sip of it, um, and she's not a huge bourbon. So um, I'll find out what that that is and um, let you guys know. All right, everybody got their shit together. Good. All right, here we go. So you're going to take that half a pound of skinless beef hot dogs, and you're going to chop the shit out of them, mince them, beat the. Sh- I mean, like we're talking. You almost want to make like a like a gross paste out of them. They shouldn't look like chunks of hot dogs. They should be minced so deep and so um, so fine that that half pound of hot dogs is almost looks like ground goo. All right? Does that make sense? So you're going to just beat the shit out of that, and it's going to take a little bit of time. You're going to get frustrated. There's going to be chunks. Keep doing it. You can't overdo it, okay? You can't overdo it. You could use a meat grinder, I guess. I don't have a meat grinder um, I just like the fact of just hitting something with a knife a million times in a row uh, yeah like a almost yeah slurry is the word you're gonna be looking for throughout the whole thing Thank you Facebook user um, but yeah you could use you could use a meat grinder I guess if you want to save some time but to me like it's 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 um it's it's the journey I guess I don't know. And then so you're going to take that half pound of beat the shit beef, skinless hot dogs, the suet and the ground beef and just throw it all into your um, five quart Dutch oven and start cooking it. Now, you've overloaded your pan chefs. I know you're going, hey, um, that's way too much. There's not enough space to brown everything. We're not really browning it. We're cooking it. Okay, we're just cooking it. We're not browning it. I don't want caramelization in this in this put in this particular sense. Um, you don't want it to crisp up. You want to cook it through. Um, so overcrowding the pan is not a big deal. And I think that's where the suet comes in. It almost acts as like a um, a way to like give heat through everything or whatever. I'm not exactly sure, but. Cook that shit, and it's going to take a while because you've overloaded the pan. Keep mixing. Keep stirring. So you got all that uh, cooking up, and it's going to take a while. So the hot dogs, the suet, and the ground beef are cooking in your um, big Dutch oven. All right. So, and you just have to wait here. There's nothing else you can do. Now, when it's cooked, there's going to be a lot of grease. Don't be afraid. It's going to be a greasy recipe. We're going to use the grease. Oh, yeah, we're going to use the grease. Right? Eh? That's right, Grace? Yeah, we're going to use the grease, honey. How's the dough coming? We're making a pizza later. Surprising. Making a coney dog pizza. Okay. Keep an eye on it. All right. So when that's cooked, I want you to drain the grease into your skillet or whatever going to make whatever your other thing is a skillet or a small bowl and we're going to make a roux with that and get a get about a quarter cup don't measure it just ballpark get about a quarter cup into that uh into that skillet and to that quarter cup of hot greasy grease you're going to add about 12 crushed up saltine crackers yeah put them in a ziploc bag and just beat the shit out of them you got kids around this is a great thing grace loved doing it just taking out some anger on the saltine crackers get them to a powder and once they're in a powder add those to the grease and start stirring we're talking over low heat and it's going to start soaking up the grease and you want it to kind of soak up most of the grease, so you're making like a goo, like a slurry, which is the word that comes over. Brandon keeps on bringing it up, which is exactly the the key word for this is slurry for the whole recipe. And if you use a little bit too much grease, add some more crushed up crackers. It's a little too dry, add a little bit more grease. You're gonna you're essentially making a roux, uh, with the grease from the w- 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 the meat and crushed up uh, saltine crackers. Um, Keep cooking that until it kind of turns like a golden brown. You'll know. It'll start to just turn into like a pasty goo, and that's what you want. All right. Once you have that, and again, this is one of those things that's really hard to explain. Um, I'd like to tell you exactly how long it will take or how much grease and how much crackers you need. But uh, if, you, if, if you've if you made roux before, you know what I'm looking for here. Okay, so once you have that, throw the roux back on top of the meat. Scrape it all into that main meat pot and then add your two cups of chicken stock. And now stir it so everything gets all coated and happy together bring up the temperature just a hair to a simmer and let that simmer for about 20 minutes walk away walk away just let it simmer don't rush it let it go and you're going to kind of see it kind of coagulate which is not a word that you normally want to hear with food but trust me here let that kind of go for about 20 minutes it's going to start off by boiling and then it's going to kind of like turn into like a weird goo um you can stir it please stir you're going to want to stir it but don't go nuts on it all right just move it around so we're not burning we want to make it even but we don't let it let it do its magic you know um how to explain this encourage it but don't rush it that makes sense i think it does um okay so after about 20 minutes now you're going to add the rest of the stuff the mustard the ketchup all the spices all the way up to the salt and pepper thing everything else that i mentioned and stir all that in make sure it's nice and combined Put the lid on, turn it on super low, and let it simmer. This is a don't stir it thing. This is a check on it every 20 minutes, 15 minutes thing. Let it go. If it feels thick, if if you check on it, it feels thick, add water. I know, add water. Why won't we add stock or something with flavor to it? The flavor balance is where it should be. We're diluting. We're not adding. Okay? We can... We can intensify flavor later. What we don't want to do is if we added more chicken stock, then we would have too much chicken stock in the balance. All right. So we would add a little water, scrape the bottom, stir it, walk away. And we're going to shit. I would say, let this go for two or three hours. Keep on checking it every 15, 20 minutes. Just move it around. Let it, let it stir. Let it do its thing. Um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to start to dry out a little bit. Every time it dries out, add, like, not even a quarter cup of water. Stir it around. Let it go. Keep doing this for, like, seriously, for, like, three hours. This is the, I know, it seems like, why would that make that much of a difference? I don't know. I'm a vessel here. I'm helping you. All right? I don't know why it would take four hours, but it does. So let this go for two or three hours. All right. So after so have a beer. Talk to your girlfriend. Catch us catch up on some TV. TV that you can push pause on cuz you have to go and check and stir and maybe add some water. Um do that thing and uh after about 2 or 3 hours look at it. It should have thinned out cuz we have the lid on, okay? We're not letting uh moisture out. The lid is on. Um, yes, it needs time to get happy. Exactly. Um, it should be pretty moist, pretty loose, moist. Uh, there's a story on NPR about how that's the, one of the most hated words in America. Um, now at this point, this is what I did. Gave it about two or three hours, nice and moist, but it was a little chunky. Now you've been to Coney. Uh, the sauce is pretty loose, man. It's a loose sauce. So what I did is I took my immersion blender, like a wand blender, that thing, and I went in there and kind of started mixing it up a little bit to thin it out. If you don't have one of those, maybe take a third of that pot out and pop it in a real blender and blend it, add it back in. Anyway, you're just trying to like grind it up, thin it out. So... um that's the next step now you just have to use your eye on that i can't tell you how much to take out or put in or how long to use your wand blender or anything like that um i can tell you this once you add it back in if it's still a little dry but you like the consistency add some water no big deal if it's a little loose um add more crushed up crackers all right so get some more saltines Nobody buys just 18 saltines, so I know you have a whole fucking box, so crush up some saltines, oyster crackers, whatever, uh, and add those in there and stir those around. So that those are your thickening and um, loosening things. Water, crush up saltines. All right, so you're going to try and get a good consistency there. Everybody got it so far with me? Cool. All right. All right. Step 92, here we go. We're almost ready. So let that kind of go for like another hour, if you can. Um, after an hour, take a look at it. Make your adjustments, taste it, and see if it's where you want it. Now, I would suggest that you just leave it where it is for now and trust me dress a couple dogs with it and then make additions later or if you want to do this you could actually do uh which was what i did is i took little bits out into different pots and different pans and added different things to those different pots and pans to change it but use this as the base all right so so we're going to make a couple dogs now because it's been like five fucking hours and you are so fucking hungry, and maybe you're a little bit drunk because you've been drinking during the whole making of this. All right, so <clears throat> buns, going to steam them. If you got a steamer, steam them. If you don't, wrap them in paper towel, put them in a the microwave for like 15, 20 seconds, steam buns, done. Again, not worried about buns. Dogs, do not boil them, griddle them. Put them on, in a pan or on a griddle. You want them to get a little bit light brown on every side, okay? Um, this was my first time make, trying to make this, and I would for sure do it again. Um, <clears throat> so you want them to get a little crispy. Don't let them split. Don't let them break open. Totally different thing. I think that's a southern thing with the split dogs. Um, so you just want them to get a little crispified on the outside. It's natural casing dogs. You want, like, a crunchy crispness to it. All right. Mince some onions. white onions. Mince them small. I did get my balls busted. The other day when I posted some pictures of these, a friend of mine who is a also um, kind of a um, Detroit foodie uh, had two problems with my photo. Number one, onions weren't minced small enough. Fair enough, Dave. Fair enough. I'm going to chalk this up to my laziness. I would like to say that, no, I like chunky onions, but you're right. No, I just stopped mincing. I was tired. I just wanted to get the onions on the on the dog. And then the other thing that you need is uh, mustard. I like Plotchman's mustard. Just a personal preference. I like the bottle. Super good. Um, got my balls busted for this. Um, evidently, the correct way to put mustard on a dog is parallel to the dog itself i went perpendicular like a zigzag across i prefer perpendicular dave thinks parallel grace is a big fan of parallel her thing is you get if you do parallel you always get a bite of mustard in every bite of the dog which I, i i see like mathematically how that would work however i take really big bites of dog i get a lot of i like a lot of wiener in my mouth There you go, Grace. I had to give you one. You're welcome, honey. Um, So it didn't matter. I, I just think it looks cooler with the zigzag across the top. So get all that stuff ready. All right. Do I have everything? Yeah. So some people say put the mustard on first. Fuck off. Steamed dog or steamed bun. Grilled dog. Chili. Make it so you can hold it, though. Don't go over the top. Minced onion. Make sure you mince it small; you piss everybody off. And then put mustard on it. However you want to do it, however you like, uh, however you like to do your mustard. Consensus is uh, is uh, parallel with the dog. I like perpendicular. Um, and there you go. Those are your um, Coney Island dogs. Now, I loved them grace loved them i think this is as close as i've ever gotten to doing this i've been trying for a long time and this is a uh a lot of different recipes from the internet a lot of different uh um trial and errors now i did talk to um when i started uh, doing this i did talk to a couple of uh uh chef friends of mine who have worked in a lot of different places and um There's three that I found additions that can be done to this. Now, I caution you on all three of them. Two of them, I super caution you. My friend Brandon, who was on the show a couple weeks ago, said there's a trick. Add a quarter cup of coffee, black coffee, like liquid coffee, not coffee grounds. Quarter cup of black coffee per half gallon. And I did that, and it woke it up. I have to say it. It was good. I didn't taste the coffee, but it seemed to, like, wake everything up. Kind of, like, kicked everything in the nuts. You know what I mean? It kind of gave a little twist to the old nutsack there. And I thought that was a great addition. Anything more than that, though, you're going to taste the coffee and it's going to take a, This was almost a seasoning and not a flavor, which was very interesting. I think if you went too far with that, you could fuck it up. I also had a couple friends that said, um, ha- have mentioned both cinnamon and cloves. Now, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of either of those spices unless it's very specific, unless it's supposed to be the front flavor. As an additional flavor, as a spice that's adding to something else, I find that it just stands out way too much. So if you're going to try either one of these, start with like, a half a teaspoon or less um with those two things if you get too much cinnamon or cloves i feel like we're getting close to skyline uh hot dog chili which is a cincinnati thing which is its own thing which is a great thing which is a a very uh famous almost as famous as, as the detroit style chili skyline chili has a that cinnamon clove thing on the underlying i also from what i understand and then. um I have a couple friends in Rhode Island and Maine. There is uh, the Rhode Island style chili dog uh, that um, sauce has a, um, a has a, a, a cinnamon clove type um, flavor to it. So I think that's more specific to that. If you want to add some of that, do it, but be careful. Maybe do what I did: pull it out, pull out a little bit. Add a little tiny bit to that. See if you can wake it up or if that makes makes you happy. Um, so those are my additions. Again, this is my basic starter recipe. This is not law. This is not how they make it at Lafayette, Coney Island, downtown. They don't. I'm, I'm, I'm sure I do it the way that I decided to do it. You may argue with me on this. You can have your addition, subtractions. If you like a little bit more of this or a little bit less of that. Keep on doing it. You know how I am. Um, cooking is a living, breathing thing. So uh, do what you like and don't take any shit off anybody. Um, if somebody says that's not true or that's not right or that's what whatever. Don't um, go fuck themselves because you eat what you like to eat and do what you like to do. But this is, in my opinion, this is the closest I've come to making this shit at home. Um with ingredients that we can all get um at the grocery store so <sighs> try it out i want you guys to try it out i mean you can half this and make it smaller or whatever this is for a half gallon of course um let me know what you think add some stuff to it uh fuck around with it go down to lafayette grab two dogs bring them home and do a a a, a you know a comparison which I didn't do. I'm going off memory here. I'm going off memory on Lafayette chili dogs, so I could be wrong. It's I can't remember last time I for a, a true chili dog. Fucking last year, March or something. I mean, probably a year. But I've been eating them my whole life, so I feel like I am. I know enough about them. All right, and um, just a side note. Um, when you reheat the the sauce, reheat it in a pot. Don't do the microwave. It wants to separate. It really does. It's a lot of fat. Um, a lot of fat in it. So you're going to want to reheat it in a pot and stir it. It's not something that you could just scoop out and throw on top of the dog. If you do that, then, like, red grease is just going to ruin everything. So reheat it in a pot and do it that way. All right. That was a 38 fucking minute recipe. A 38-minute recipe that's going to take you four or five hours to make. I keep on extending it, don't I? <laughs> All right. Eat, drink, and minberry. Super Bowl Sunday. Eat and drink. Oh, I talked about the drink already, right? I got the apple bourbon. All right. So eat, drink, already handled uh what am i watching i just binged and i advertised this on the thing wandavision now if you are a fan of the marvel cinematic universe or the um the avengers movies you know what i'm talking about uh and you're familiar with um the scarlet witch character and the vision character um this is a really good show if you're a super comic book nerd. And are into details, lore, comic book references, things being brought up and thrown away from movies nine years ago. This is a great show. This is fantastic. This movie is, or this show. And it's a show. And I think it's nine episodes. I think they're on episode five now. It's at least I've seen five. I don't know if there's more yet. But I think it's going to be nine in, in its entirety. This show is crazy. It's crazy i didn't know what to do going into it um i i didn't even see the trailer i just was hearing that it's a good show so i started to watch it it's on disney plus if you don't have disney plus um i would start dating someone who does have it just to watch the show and while you're at it you know catch the mandalorian um you don't have to give up the goods. Just start dating them, and then you know, say, let's just have a couple movie nights and kind of just binge that shit. That's what I would do. Take advantage of people, folks. Um, it's full of details, full of Easter eggs, re uh, characters, side characters from other movies, come back, th- people that you never thought you'd see again. Um, there was the one FBI agent, <coughs> I forget his name. That was in. Um, that was in. I think it was in Ant Man 2, who um Paul Rudd teaches some magic tricks too. Like he's like one of the stars. And then like um in Captain Marvel, her friend's daughter, who was a kid in the show, is now one of the stars. Um the there was like the astrophysicist chick, I think cat deacons, cat. Whatever she was from Thor, one she's in the show, like all these little characters, and they like they make the characters really good. <coughs> <coughs> <Crazy one>. <coughs> <coughs> uh, they're super good. Um, but here's the thing here's the hook on the show, and you'll find out why later. I hope, but uh. Each one of the shows pays tribute to a a sitcom genre. Starting, so the first episode <coughs> is kind of like a Dick Van Dyke show uh, parody with a like a a sprinkling of I Love Lucy. <coughs> 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 I gotta I gotta quit the smoking. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, the second episode is like a thing with Bewitched. Um, <coughs> what's the third one? Oh, <coughs> the third one is like uh, the Brady Bunch, or like uh, the Partridge Family. Uh, it's very much Brady Bunch. Like the whole set design, the staircase and everything is like the Brady Bunch. Uh, the theme song is very um uh, first, uh season of Partridge Family. And then the next one is kind of a different one. But the, the next parody is uh, Family Ties. It's got like the painting thing and like the sha theme song. <coughs> <coughs> Take a break, everybody. I'm going to figure this cough out. All right. I think I'm back. Oh, I'm okay. So, yeah. So uh, there's a family ties one where do like the, where they paint the um, thing. And uh, it's uh, lots of attention to detail. The set design, the production design. um, Little just like there's a, in the eighties one, the um, family ties one. There's like Commodore 64 uh, computers and stuff, and um, the high waisted jeans on um, the lead girl is Elizabeth Olsen, who plays uh, Scarlet Witch or Wanda, uh, are so high uh, they're almost they almost have a bra like in them. That the the, the high waisted mom jeans are great. The cast is fantastic. Um, so they're up, up at the 80s now. I'm not sure what nights these come on. Uh, so the next one should be 90s. So I'm thinking maybe it's a um, tequila is good for a cough. Thank you. Um, probably. I'm, I'm guessing they're going to parody uh, the Friends set, the Friends apartment. That's my guess on this one for the next one. Um, but it's a really, it's, it's a good show if you're a fan of those Marvel movies. If you're not, which a lot of people aren't, and that's fine. Um, if you're not, the other thing that I'm watching, if you have the HBO Max um, app, is a little mini series called uh, The Lady in the Dell, I think it's called. And it's about in the 70s, Lady in the Dale. In the 70s, there was this woman who was going to like, challenged the big three automakers and she invented this um three-wheeled car that got 70 miles to the gallon during the gas crisis and it there's twists and turns it's a curly straw guys so if you have the hbo max check this one out that's um it's on episode three of four it's a a documentary but it's done real well the production is real well on the true story which uh Anytime somebody says, "Hey, you know, do you know this is a true story?" like elevates the material for me. So um, that would be a thing if you don't, if you're not a, a fan of the Marvel movies. Um, the, the Lady in the Dale is a um, a great little documentary on the HBO Max. So that's it. Each drink, be merry. See what else? Listening to what am I listening to? Well, this will tie into. What's happening right now? Today is Super Bowl Sunday, right? Uh, kickoff is in, uh, well, I'm sure, uh, coverage for the Super Bowl started yesterday. Uh, I think kickoff's at 6 or 6.30. Uh, every time around this year now, um, it's it's cool and it's not cool. But uh, I listened to, surprise, surprise, it's Slink, Prince, because that was the best Super Bowl performance of all time the man is the only human being of note to be able to make it rain when he wants it to rain it's true uh that Super Bowl performance which I think was in 2007 if I'm not mistaken was seriously one of the best uh I mean, it's only like fucking 12 or 14 minutes but it was so good that it's one of those things where even if you're not a fan of his, and what was great for him is he, he had nothing to promote. He didn't have a new album. He wasn't going on tour. He just played and he did like covers. He did like all along the watchtower, but he didn't like a Foo fighters cover. Like he, he just played and it was pouring rain. It's the only time it's ever rained during the Super Bowl. It was in Miami. And, um, the the rumor has it is that um, it starts to rain just as halftime comes up and they're starting to move uh, the stage and all that stuff out there. And so uh, the promoters, the guys in charge, you know, contact Prince's people and said like, you know, it's porn. And Prince, a lot of people do like pre-recorded shit at the Super Bowl. Prince said, No, I'm fucking playing live. I'm Prince. Fuck off. And they said, No, you can't. And he's like, No, I'm Prince. I'm going to do it anyway. So they, you know, did that thing. And so now it starts to rain. He's got like four different guitars on four different things. He got this, you know, stage made out of like ice, essentially, because it's raining. And they're freaking out. You got dancers and eight inch heels. You got a full band. Everyone's got different guitars and basses and shit. And uh, they contact people and say, like, um, hey, is Prince okay with the rain or should we. And uh, Prince says, uh, print, uh, his, his uh, people said, uh, yeah, Prince wants to know if you can make it rain harder. And Prince went out there and performed one of the, the not one of them, I'm not, I'm not even going to fucking minimize it, the best uh, Super Bowl halftime show in the history of ever in the fucking pouring rain. And when, watch it. If you can find it, watch it. He performs Purple Rain in the rain. And look at his coat. Look at his jacket. It's the only one on stage who isn't wet. Fucking weird. So every, uh, every year around this time, <clears throat> I listen to Prince. So that's what I'm listening to. All right, guys. 49 minutes, and I didn't even have a guest. Grace, who are you rooting for on the Super Bowl? Kansas City. And it says here they are the favorites by three points. Man, right. fifty-six over and under. I'm going to go for the Bucks. Um, not because I care about Brady that much, but I love their old logo with the slightly effeminate Douglas Fairbanks, Errol Flynn guy, with the with the knife in his mouth. He's got the sloping hat. I just think it's a, a cool logo, so I'm going to vote on the logo. What do they call that kind of hat? Do you Google that? The buccaneer hat? What do they call that kind of hat? Oh, a buccaneer hat. Okay. Makes sense. It's called the buccaneer buccaneer hat, guys. All right. Uh, I think that's all I got for you guys. Um thanks for taking an hour out of your Super Bowl Sunday to join me and Grace here for uh for our little show. Hopefully, um you got some insight on that uh coney sauce uh any questions any comments you know um do so on one of the pages the eat drink be merry page my page selects page the youtube page um and i will uh try and answer them and and point you in the right direction um like i said next week we're gonna do our horror movie thing uh like it, it got bumped because um of some unforeseen cir- circumstance. So you have a, you have a whole nother week to catch up with these movies. Again, the four movies are the witch hereditary midsummer and the lighthouse um, catch up on those. And we'll be talking about all four of those movies next week, three o'clock Sunday. Um, after that, Hey, if you got any ideas uh, for topics or guests, go ahead and uh, post them on uh, one of the pages. Um, if you want to be on the show, let me know. You got something you want to talk about? Let me know. And uh, let's get this more community thing. I got all the stuff out of the way that I want to do to, uh, out of the out of the gate. So, um, yeah. What do you guys think? What do you want to hear about next? What do you want to talk about next? Uh, enjoy your Super Bowl Sunday. Go stir that buffalo dip. It's probably burning on the bottom, okay? For fuck's sake. Thank you, Grace. Thanks to all you guys. We will talk to you next week. Live from the Slink Institute. This is Slink. See ya.